One of the things that stops small business owners from creating marketing content consistently is this feeling of being uninspired, of having no idea what to say in the first place. If you can relate to this, you are in good company. So many of us struggle with knowing what our marketing content should actually be about. But I am here to help. I have come up with 100 prompts that you can use to guide your marketing from your social media posts to your emails to your longer form content. I guarantee that these prompts will get you inspired and that you'll have more ideas than you even know what to do with. You can download this list of 100 marketing prompts for free at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100 prompts. That's makinggoodpodcast.com slash 100-P-R-O-M-P-T-S. Welcome back to Making Good, the podcast for small businesses who want to make a big impact. I'm your host, Lauren Tilden, and this is episode 156. This podcast officially launched on May 19th, 2020. On launch day, two and a half years ago, I released a few episodes to give people a sense of what they could expect from this podcast. One of those episodes was episode four, Intro to Marketing, Small Business Marketing 101. In that episode, I provided an introduction to the topic of marketing. I still stand by that episode. In fact, I will link it in the show notes if you want to go back and listen. But a lot has happened since the first day that this podcast was launched. Two and a half years have passed with our digital marketing landscape changing every day. I've put in two and a half more years in my business. I've added a business. I've continued learning a ton about marketing. And I've started working with a lot of other small business owners directly on their marketing. All of this has given me a lot more insight and perspective as to what small business owners need when it comes to marketing, and specifically how to make seemingly big, broad, scary marketing concepts much more hands-on and easy to apply. So all of this brings us back to today's episode. Today, I want to talk marketing, but I want to go completely back to basics and help even the newest marketer get their head around marketing. If you're not new to business or marketing, I hope that you'll stay tuned anyway because a lot of what I'm going to share today is the foundational work that we all need to get clear on in our businesses in order to help us do the best, most effective marketing we can. Let me give one caveat before we jump into today's episode, and that is that marketing is one of those subjects that most people never really feel like we fully check off our list. Just today, I was chatting with a member of my membership program about how there are literally endless things that we could do when it comes to our marketing, and we all have the difficult job of deciding what to spend our limited time and energy on. As you listen to this episode, understand that what I'm sharing is not a to-do list for one person. It's a buffet of options that you can pick and choose from. No one person or even one business is going to be in a position to check everything off their list when it comes to marketing, because there really is no endpoint. There's no checking marketing off your list. So just understand that it's a constant process of prioritizing what's going to make the biggest impact and focusing on that. So with that, let's get into today's episode, Marketing for Beginners. Here's what we're going to cover. What is marketing? Why is it important? What kinds of activities fall under the marketing umbrella? And where to start when it comes to marketing your business? So what is marketing? According to the American Marketing Association, marketing is the activity, set of institutions and processes for creating, communicating, delivering, and exchanging offerings that have value for customers, clients, partners, and society at large. 
Okay, so I don't think that's a great definition. It gives us a general sense, but to make it much more clear, to me, marketing is as simple as this. Marketing is simply communicating what you offer. I'm going to assume that what you sell is useful. It's something that people want or need and that you stand behind it, that you genuinely believe in what you sell. And if you don't, why don't you go and take care of that first and then come back and listen to this? So think of marketing as simply helping your customer to understand what you have to offer so that they can decide if it's what they want or need. As businesses, we communicate this in a lot of different ways, subtle and overt, in everything from our business logos and websites to the emails we send to the way we package our products, and yes, to what we post on social media. That is all marketing. Some people instinctively feel kind of gross about marketing, about asking people to buy their product. But I want to challenge that perspective. If you do it responsibly and honestly and keep the best interest of your customer in mind, which I know you will because you're here listening to this podcast, there is no need to feel sleazy. You're not forcing anyone to buy anything. You're simply making sure that they know what you're all about. So keep that thought in mind as we continue talking about marketing. Now, why is marketing so important? Well, I have two things to say here. The first is that I believe marketing is one of the best ways to help us make an impact through our businesses. Marketing helps us get in front of more people who will buy. It helps us show those customers that we have what they're looking for, and it helps us create repeat buyers and loyal customers. All of this means more revenue, more connections, a bigger audience, and more opportunity. And revenue, connections, audience, and opportunity are crucial things to have when it comes to trying to make a difference, whatever that difference is. When you make more revenue, you can donate a percentage of your proceeds, or you can donate products. You can sponsor causes or give back in other ways. You can treat your staff awesome. When you have stronger relationships with your customers, you can genuinely connect with them, serve them, and make their lives better. When you know your customers better, you can make products that are specifically tailored to their needs and wants, create content that is valuable to them, and you can incorporate your shared values into your business decisions. When you have a bigger brand presence, you can use your name and influence to advocate and speak up for what you believe in. When you have more connections, you can encourage other small businesses and influential people to use their power and money for good. And when you have more opportunities, you can look at every decision as a chance to create the world you want to live in. Marketing can help us do all of these things. The second reason I would encourage you to take marketing seriously is because, frankly, you are already marketing your business, whether you're intentional about it or not. In marketing, there's a term called touchpoint, and it refers to every time your customer interacts with your business in any way. For example, your touchpoints might include every time someone visits your website, opens a package that you send, sees a post on social media, sends a customer service email, Googles your company, sees you at a craft fair, gets a marketing email, and so on. Every touchpoint is an opportunity to present your company in the way that you want or not. Even if you don't put any thought or effort into it, you are still communicating something about your company to your customers and maybe just not what you want to be commuting if you're not being thoughtful about it. We don't need to get into the weeds here, but the point I want to make is this. Every time your customer interacts with your business, marketing is at play and your customer will be left with an impression of your company. I think that we should take the opportunity to get intentional about making sure that impression is a good one. Okay, so hopefully I've sold you on marketing because it really does make all the difference when it comes to getting results in your business. And I want you to get results because again, the better results you get, the more of an impact you'll be able to make. So we've talked about what marketing is and why it's so important. 
Now let's talk about some of the activities that are considered marketing. So before I get into this, I want to say that I'm going to do just a summary of the landscape of marketing. But if you want more detail about each of these different marketing activities that I'm about to go over, go listen to episode four of this podcast at makinggoodpodcast.com slash four. Today, I just want to give you a brief overview so that we can spend most of our time focusing on the actions that you're actually going to take to get started with your marketing. So let's get into defining some of the different forms or activities that come into play in marketing. First is marketing intelligence, also market research is often called. Marketing intelligence is about understanding your business and even more importantly, understanding your ideal customer. The best marketing can only happen when you get very clear on who your target customer, your ideal customer is, and what they want. This might all sound kind of complicated, but there's a deceptively easy way to get these answers. You can find people who represent your ideal customer and ask them the questions you have directly. The next form is customer experience. So your customer experience is one of the most important things to think about when it comes to marketing. Every single interaction between your customer and your brand is an opportunity for marketing to make sure that you leave that customer happy, delighted, and excited to refer your business to others and buy again. The next category is branding and design. So this is things like logos, taglines, colors, fonts. Branding is the idea of establishing your brand in a unique way that people recognize it without even needing the name. Branding includes the look and feel, but also the messaging and topics that you use to describe and talk about your business. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, we all know social media. And it is something that's easy to spend a lot of time on. In fact, some small business owners tend to consider social media all of their marketing, but it is not by any means the entirety of marketing. My recommendation with social media is to pick one to two platforms and focus on those instead of trying to be everywhere and make sure to leave a lot of time for all of these other marketing activities. Email marketing. Email marketing is just what it sounds like. It's all of the emails that you get from businesses in your inbox. While a lot of that can be spammy, don't underestimate email. Email marketing is my favorite form of marketing, and that's because it works. It delivers huge results. I've done a bunch of episodes about this that I will link to in the show notes. But please, please, please prioritize email. Website and search. We want it to be easy for our ideal customers to find us and find what they need from us. For that, we need a website, our corner of the internet that clearly delivers the information that our customers need to make the decision to buy from us. But perhaps even more importantly, we need people to be able to find our website in the first place. The term SEO, which stands for Search Engine Optimization refers to your efforts to make it as easy as possible for people to Google and find your website or use another search engine and find your content. Content marketing. Content marketing is simply attracting prospects and customers by providing something valuable. This podcast is an example of content marketing. Content marketing can certainly be an approach you take to your social media to provide value, but it's usually referring to things that are longer format like blogs, podcasts, YouTube, etc. Word of mouth and referrals. Now, this is exactly what it sounds like when your customers or audience do your marketing for you by spreading the word. This might look like a past customer telling their friends about your amazing product or someone who follows you on Instagram recommending you to a friend looking for what you sell. Publicity and visibility. So this is about getting in front of an audience of people who might buy from you. Typically, this involves pitching yourself to be on a podcast, a blog, an article, a gift guide, or to be featured in some other form of media. 
This can also involve collaborating with influencers or other small businesses for joint exposure. The key thing to think about when it comes to visibility is you want to get in front of an audience that represents your ideal customer. Not all audiences are created equal. Paid marketing. So this is paying to be in front of people. This is things like online ads, Facebook ads, Instagram, Google ads, or things like sponsorship, for example, sponsoring a podcast. And finally, offline marketing. The most common examples of this would be in-person events like networking, conferences, craft shows, or direct mail, which is when you send marketing in the mail, flyers, postcards, brochures, things like that. Again, to go into more detail on all of these different forms of marketing, you can go and listen to episode four at makinggoodpodcast.com slash four. Now, my guess is that after all of that, you might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed, but please know that you don't have to think about all of that at once. That was a big overview of different things that you might start thinking about at some point when it comes to marketing, but you most certainly don't need to, and in my view, shouldn't try to tackle everything at once. I certainly don't. Instead, we are going to take a more intentional approach to marketing when it comes to where we start. We have finally arrived at the really exciting part of this episode where I'm going to give you some exercises to do so that you can start fresh with a from scratch, just for your specific business approach to marketing. First, let's take a deep breath and let me again remind you that you don't have to do everything when it comes to marketing. In fact, I think you're going to see much better results if you focus on doing a few things really, really well. Before we start looking at what kind of marketing to do, I think it's super, super important to get clear on three key questions. I've done an episode before on these three questions. So if you're interested in more on this, listen to episode 55 of Making Good, which you can find at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 55. But in general, we want to get clear on three things. Who is your product for? Marketers call this your ideal customer avatar. What do you have to offer? Marketers call this your value proposition and what sets you apart or what makes you different. Marketers call this your unique selling point. So let's go through these one by one. Who is your product for? The better you know your ideal customer, the more specifically you can create products and marketing just for them. We want to know their interests, their goals, their behaviors, their pain points, values. The better you know them, the better your results are going to be. Seriously. So here are some questions you can think about answering when it comes to your ideal customer. Interests. What are their hobbies? What do they like learning about? If they went down a YouTube rabbit hole, what would it be about? How do they spend their time on the weekends? Behaviors. What does a day in the life look like for this person? Where do they spend their money? How and where do they show up on social media? Values and beliefs. What do they believe in? Do they have values that guide the way they make decisions? What do they care about? What are their political affiliations? Hopes and pain points. What what makes them feel good about themselves? What do they struggle with? What What keeps them up at night? And what does their dream life look like? If you don't have the answers to these questions, the best thing you can do is to ask. Find someone who represents your ideal customer, or better yet, find multiple people and ask them directly. You can incentivize them for their answers and for their time with a coffee gift card or a gift card to your favorite small business or their favorite small business, or even just put some polls out on Instagram stories if you think your audience is fairly representative of your ideal customer. If you have an email list, which I hope that you do or that you're planning to, you can send a survey to people who represent your ideal customer there. 
The more info that you get directly from the source or directly from people who are your ideal customer, the better this information is going to be and the better your marketing will be. So moving on to question two, what do I have to offer? Here's where you're going to concisely describe the value that your product or service brings to your customer. There are a couple of formulas you can use. They were originated by someone named Steve Blank. The first formula is a fill in the blank. So I help insert your ideal customer do insert the benefit that you offer your ideal customer by doing insert how you do it. Or if you have a product-based business, I make insert your unique product for insert your ideal customer avatar so they can unique benefit that your product brings. So as an example for this podcast, I'm going to fill out those formulas. I help values-driven small business owners do better marketing and more good in the world by offering weekly educational podcast episodes and a supportive online community. The second format, it would look something like this. I create weekly educational podcasts for values-driven small business owners so they can do better marketing and more good in the world. Okay, so the third question here is what sets you apart? What makes your business different from all of the other businesses in your category? So here's how I would suggest that you come up with this. First, you can make a list of what makes your product unique. And from that list, identify which of these meets your audience demands and needs. Then research other brands to make sure that that's not a major point of emphasis for one of your competitors. Then you can write it into a concise one to two sentence statement. As an example, let's talk about my unique selling point for Good Sheila, my stationery business. Good Sheila offers plant-inspired greeting cards, vinyl stickers, and art prints for nature lovers so they can bring the color and vibrance of the outdoors into their homes. Unlike other greeting card companies, our cards are designed to live a second life as art, minimizing waste and maximizing beauty in your home. Okay, so again, for more help on coming up with answers to these three questions, there is an in-depth episode just on these questions. You can find that at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 55. But I would really encourage you to take some time to come up with answers that feel right to you for these three questions before you move on to the next step. So now we're going to talk about selecting some marketing activities. When it comes to marketing activities, the number one thing that I want you to keep in mind is your business's goal for the year. Marketing can do all kinds of things for us, but it doesn't really matter what it does if it's not helping us meet our goals. So step one in deciding what to do when it comes to marketing is actually to get clear on your goal for your business. Is it a revenue goal? Is it a number of wholesale accounts? Is it an audience size? Is it an email list size? Whatever it is, you want to get super, super clear on that before we go about picking our marketing activities. Now, when it comes down to it, there are three main objectives that our marketing can help us achieve. Um, We want our marketing to help us grow our reach, to reach new people, to convert. We want to build trust and interest in our products so that folks decide to make a purchase. And three, loyalty. We want our audience to come back and continue supporting us. So keeping in mind our number one goal for the year, we want to do some brainstorming on each of these questions. How will you reach new people? How will you build interest and trust so that the right people decide to buy? And how will you make sure that your buyers are happy and so they become loyal referring customers? I would encourage you to get creative here and think outside of the box, but here are some ideas to help you get started. When it comes to reaching new people, consider trying one or two of the following. Collaborations with other businesses who have similar audiences, 
publicity and PR. So in other words, ways of getting in front of people who might be a good fit for your business, podcasts, blogs, articles, newspapers, content marketing, podcasts, YouTube blogs, website and search. So positioning your stuff to be found on Google or Pinterest or other search engines, social media, although this is getting harder and harder to reach new people through this and paid marketing if you have the budget. When it comes to building trust and interest so that people decide to make a purchase, consider consistent branding in terms of your message, topics, imagery, nurturing relationships with your audience through email marketing, nurturing relationships with your audience through social media, doing market research in the form of asking your audience questions, writing long form content to help meet your audience's needs and show that you can solve their problems. And when it comes to creating loyal, repeat customers who refer business to you, consider providing excellent customer experience that leaves them wanting to buy again. Pro tip includes some element of surprise, some element of surprise and constant communication here. Making sure to stay in touch after the sale, checking in, asking for feedback and reviews, continuing to nurture the relationship on social media or email after the sale. So again, I want you to spend some time brainstorming on each of these questions. I'd give yourself at least 10 minutes per question. And again, make sure that you have, and again, make sure that you have your number one goal for your business in mind as you're answering. So here are the questions again. Number one, how will you reach new people? Number two, how will you build interest and trust so that the right people buy? And number three, how will you make sure your buyers are happy and become loyal referring customers? Brainstorm a bunch here, but let's have you commit to just starting with one to two things in each category. Here's another way that these three questions are super powerful. If you ever find yourself in a position where you feel like your marketing isn't working, you're not seeing the results you want to see. Most of the time, you're going to be able to pinpoint it to one of these questions. Maybe you'll realize that while you are converting a lot of your audience to customers and they do become loyal customers, you just aren't reaching enough people to start out with. Or maybe you have a fairly big audience, but people aren't really buying from you. When you look at marketing from these three perspectives, it becomes a lot easier to see where things aren't working so you can make one or two simple changes instead of throwing the whole thing out the window and starting from scratch. Okay, so if you have done all of the exercises I've laid out, here's where you've gotten to. You are clear on your three key questions, who your product is for, what you have to offer, and what sets you apart. You know your one goal for the year, you know, and keeping in mind your one goal for the year, you've committed to some doable marketing activities so that you can grow your audience, build trust and interest so that the right people buy and create happy, loyal customers and referrers. The final step is the number one most important thing we're going to talk about today, and that is to take action. Seriously, all of the thinking, planning, brainstorming in the world does not matter at all if you don't do anything about it. So what I would really love for you to do after this episode is to make a list of things that need to get done after having done this episode and these exercises, and then actually put them in your calendar so that they happen. After a few months, evaluate, keep doing what's working, drop what isn't, and then continue to tweak and improve as you go. So that is my beginner's guide to marketing from scratch. If you would like some support and community to help you do better, more consistent marketing, and to walk you through step-by-step this kind of work, I have such a treat for you. The doors to making good happen are almost open. This is my membership community slash my favorite place on the internet, and I would love for you to join. 
If you're interested, you can hop on the waitlist at makinggoodpodcast.com slash waitlist, or make sure to keep your eye on the podcast here for the next couple of weeks. I will be sharing the details here as well. You can find the show notes from this episode at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 156. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd be so grateful for your support. Here are three ways that you can get back to making good. First, I would be honored for you to leave a rating and review in your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to follow and subscribe. If you have a friend that you think would enjoy the podcast or this episode in particular, you can send them the link at makinggoodpodcast.com slash 156. And finally, take a screenshot of your podcast player while you're listening to the episode and tag me on social media at Lauren Tilden. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-I-L-D-E-N. I would love to cheer you on. So with that, I say thank you for being here and for focusing on making a difference with your small business. Talk to you next time.